This week, we discuss Joystick's favorite video game controller, and the answers may surprise you. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. I'm RJ Phoenix. And boy, I'm Gary. oh boy. I'm yeah. Gary. Okay. I'm Gary. We have Gary. We, come on. We have Gary. But also, not just Gary. We also have the lovely Bex. Hey, Bex. Hi, everyone. <laughs> of course, Gary beat me to the punch. Being like, hey, it made the honorary uh, third or fourth guest of this podcast. <laughs> Besides Tara, because, you know, <laughs> the coolest people in Ska. Wow, Bex, that's real, real, real dig right there. It's not a dig, it's true. It's it's anyway. mostly true. I didn't even get to say whether this was going to be a fantastic episode or not because Gary cut me off. I guess the world will never well, know. By Gary cutting you off, it's he's letting you know it's going to be a fantastic episode. That's Or, or people or, have already turned it off. Like, John. They're uh, like, oh, no, this guy's here. Ugh. So Gary and Bex are from the Backyard Superheroes, and uh, they are here to join us this week. But before we go on, we okay, this episode's going to be dropping on December 1st. So before we go on, we have to get in the mood. So here we go. Who's ready? Who's ready for the holidays? Oh, Bex took on her, off her headphones. Gary's flipping me the bird for some reason. I don't know why. RJ's staring blankly. I don't... Do you guys not love this song? I don't understand. You, this is not your favorite holiday song? What? I think you know it's a great what? song. I actually like that song. Uh, Matt, we talked about what my favorite holiday song was last week. I don't you didn't either. even pull it up for me. Did you not? But but this song. That's no, no, it's not this song. <laughs> Look, what? I'm just saying after almost a decade of retail. You just can't do it anymore. Right. No, I get it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, um, it would be a banger. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is would is there any other n- Christmas song that has entered sort of like pop culture that has sort of held on the way that that song has in the last 25 years? Last Christmas by Wham. I was just gonna say that. Yep. Mm, yeah, but come on, Christmas it even has shoes. a game associated to it. Come on. Um. Oh, Christmas shoes. That's just because of Pat Oswalt, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess Wham would classify. I, That's yeah, right. You guess it's bad. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's also uh, older than that song, so um, so that's why I'm not, like not not by that much. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't remember what year that Wham song came out. Probably late '80s, I think. Yeah, um, uh, that's what I assume. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, there's not that many like new Christmas songs that really sort of like every year some bunch of artists put out Christmas albums, but nothing usually ever holds. Like, no one cares. <laughs> so. For a while, it seemed like that Blink One Eighty Two song was hanging on, but I think uh, we've. We've, we've gotten past the precipice of that and nobody remembers it anymore. Oh, I just meant like real popular culture. I, I mean, alternative. No, culture. that's what I mean. It was really coming. It was really becoming, I think, people knew. It, I just don't think it is there anymore. I think yeah. it fell off. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Back to the weirdos like us. Yes, yes. So uh, how's everyone's week been? Gary, what's going on in your life? How are things? Oh, so much. So many <laughs> things are happening in my life. I just talked to you guys like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, yesterday. okay, never mind. Then. 
what did you do? Did you do partake in Thanksgiving? Do you hang out with family during that time? I'm really into the parade. Oh, I like yeah? the parade a lot. Macy's Day Parade, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, one of my friends worked on that parade, so you can thank my ska buddy, Nicole. It's a big dream of mine to work on the parade. I've been to the parade. Um, oh, yeah. I had a gallbladder issue going on on Thanksgiving, so, you oh, know. Oh, no. Not Eesh. That's a bummer. So tell me, what is it like down there? Because everyone I know that has ever gone to, like, New Year's Eve, the ball dropping, say it's, like, terrible and you should never go. But is it was that your experience with the parade when you went? I worked in Manhattan. Um, and yeah, it's kind of, kind of was terrible, but I loved it. And oh. New Year's Eve is also terrible. I've never been, I worked in Times Square, but mm. I left before like the crowd got there for New Year's Eve. I've never actually been there for New Year's Eve. Yeah. It, like on TV, it seems fun, but trying to watch it live or get in a good spot to see anything cool. It's probably see, like going to the beach. It seems like a good idea until you're at the, at the <laughs> beach. <laughs> Um, yeah. Like the people for New Year's Eve, I'm sure you know, like get there like 12 hours early. You can't leave to go to the bathroom. They right. all wear diapers. <laughs> it's like a ska show. Not, that is, is not. It though? No, there's bathrooms at a ska show. You're just usually not the kind you want to use. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. Yeah, at least the ones at ska shows like have doors on them sometimes. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, yeah. Emphasis on sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Bex, how, how have you been this past week or so? What's going on in your life? I've been good. Um, so I, I don't personally dig Thanksgiving a whole lot, um, but it is, you know, it's a day of reflection for me to be like, all right, cool. Let's go back to fourth grade history class because I don't know about anybody else, but like we learned a lot about New Jersey history where I went to school. So <laughs> the first thing we learned about was the Native Americans and indigenous people who like kind of settled in New Jersey and like called New Jersey home. So it's always really cool. I always try to like dig in a little bit and like give myself a history lesson. And, you know, there's that. And then I, I go hang out with my parents and, you know. Did you we, say we... hang out with my parrots? Parents, parents. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a bird person, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> um, but no, like, so it was like, it was a good day to relax. Um, my dad just had surgery on his meniscus uh that he tore while doing yard work so you know it's just it was he and i like sitting on the couch knocking back beers and, and having a good time so so that was that was thanksgiving for us and then um i ended up going to see street light manifesto on saturday Ooh, how was that freaking incredible so i wasn't going to go um not because i don't like street light i love street light um they're from my hometown and uh it, i've seen them before saturday 29 times <laughs> wow that's a lot yeah so saturday was my 30th uh streetlight show um and one of my closest friends from high school is actually their tour manager slash front of house audio engineer now oh, nice. um yeah so he texted me saturday morning he's like so are you going if not like you should come hang out and i was like you got room for a plus one so <laughs> um so that's what we didn't honestly like uh, could not have been cooler it was it was awesome so cat bite opened the show um everyone loved it um but it was it was a cool cool time so um and they played at starland ballroom which for the backyard superheroes is like our hometown venue home of skanksgiving so um it just felt really good to be back um a little weird like still being like shoulder to shoulder with people in like yeah. a packed out crowd while we're still in the time of COVID, but 
um you know but it was it was a nice dose of like the before times um so naturally this week i'm like okay uh, i guess we'll hang out and get covid tested <laughs> just yep. to be safe yeah yeah you know but other than that yeah things have been things have been good that's so awesome keeping keeping nice and busy so and and ready for this arose such a clatter to come out so we're excited to talk to you guys about it heck yeah what i've never heard of it we'll talk about it later, uh, though. <laughs> rj how are things with you uh things uh pretty well actually uh so allison my wife's folks came down uh so to hang out on thanksgiving uh allison made a fantastic meal of which i contributed exactly one dish as i always do because thanksgiving is one of her two days of cooking out of the entire year i do i handle the rest of the year uh and she always does a phenomenal job um so that was a lot of fun uh, and then we went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife one day because I don't know how it is out by you, Matt, but in the Los Angeles area, Thanksgiving weekend is dead. And also it's going to get dead about a week before Christmas and not pick up until like a week after New Year's because mm-hmm. all the people who work out here and live out here, but they have family back in the rest of the country, they go see them and they just leave. Right. And yeah. I, I can get everywhere in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Uh, I just, it's awesome. So we're just like, you know what? We'll, we'll go see a movie because nobody's going to be at the cinema. There's like 10 other people. So yeah. it's great. So, uh, and then yeah. we went to a little uh, brewery that is like not too far away from where we live. And we went, cause we knew once again, it's going to be empty. And for the most part it was, and it was a place my dentist had recommended to me and it was a nice little brewery in uh, my, my little North Hollywood area. It's pretty rad. Um, so that was fun because it was uh, going out, uh, hanging out with uh, my wife, and uh, didn't encounter too many people. So, you know, oh, perfect. Gary, Gary has a question. You may be the only person I've ever met who takes their dentist's recommendations. So kudos <laughs> to you. Oh, no. My dentist is so freaking rad. Like, we're Facebook friends. Like, <laughs> I just call him Doc Sands because like, I don't call him Dr. Sands. I just like, what's up, Doc Sands? uh like and one time he was just like he was going through his like midlife crisis when i first started seeing him and he was just like one day he's like hey man i just went out and picked up a bunch of vinyl i've got a bunch of the clash records what do you think of the clash and we just <laughs> talked about like records like i'll run into him around town and he'll usually see me for the new hey brian <laughs> like, which is my real name and i'll be like what's up doc sands and like we'll hang out and he's he's a he's a really rad guy uh, so yes, I do floss a little bit more just so I don't get chastised when I do see him. Uh, but yeah, I do take his recommendations on food and, and drink, especially he's always got good ones. So Matt, Maddie, Matt, how was your Thanksgiving? What'd you do, Matt? Um, well, on Wednesday, we did a Friendsgiving, uh, with a small group of people and then, um, and that was fun. Uh, we played cards against humanity and that's, that's always overrated. What's wrong with you? Do you not like fun things? I like being actually funny. Oh, well, I'm... I'm That game is fun cancer. <laughs> wow. Uh, but anyway, I had a fun time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I... Uh, on Thursday, we went to um, my aunt and uncle's house. And that was also a small group. So, yeah. And then nice. the rest, the rest of the weekend was just sort of laying around the house doing stuff and i did notice how like there was no one out when i would go out there was no it does affect orange county too i wasn't sure sure if it affected it that far 
Yeah. Uh, unless you go in the 91 out here, uh, which is the worst freeway uh, I have ever experienced in my life. Um, <laughs> so I'm there might be worse. But I, I still love living out here and everyone calls all the, uh, the highways by the and then the number. Yes. My aunt lived in Burbank for like 30 yep. years working for NBC yep. and she retired and moved to Williamsburg, Virginia. And she still refers to things as like, oh, the 199. Oh, the 64. <laughs> and I'm just like, I annoying... grew up in New Jersey, though, too. So I'm yeah. like, pick the, the, the annoying <laughs> thing where I come from is like every highway also has another name. And so it's like, it's not so much take the, take the Dan Ryan, you know, it's just like, that's, yeah, it gets kind of complicated, but we say route a lot. You, you take route six, like stuff like that. But the, I moved out here. I've kind of acclimated to saying the one oh one. you know? So like f- for the rest, I have heard this. Most other people just say taking 91. Like, yeah. Take 91. Yeah. To exact. That, yeah, that yeah. is strange to me just like (laughs) and i'll tell you why and megan was actually pointing this out like i was putting the in front of a lot of other things too like certain things don't flow right like well we were talking about this the other day maybe that was band names with like did you just confuse me with your wife (laughs) (laughs) look i may have I may actually have ADD and just don't remember where conversations <laughs> happened. Just, I just know I had them. That's it. Okay. So, but like if someone were to introduce backyard superheroes, I guarantee they're going to say the backyard superheroes and here's yeah. the backyard super. It's going to happen because it just doesn't feel natural to um, say it any other way. It just feels weird, you know? So, and I think and we that- were discussing like, yeah, as a Pixies fan, I got over that a long time ago. It's not the Pixies; it's just Pixies, and I, I, I can I can make that concession for any band I need to. Blah blah blah. You're better than all of us. You know, you know aren't I? <laughs> you are RJ. You know what's similar similar to that is, and I know it's grammatically correct, but a and an right. So I am a HR manager, but it sounds better to say I'm an HR manager, doesn't it? That's because yeah. it's an H. It's supposed to be Anne. Is it? I thought Anne was yeah. only for vowels. No, it, it also goes with H's because sometimes you can drop the H. Now, HR is like eh, but history is one of them that can An- go either Anne way. And history doesn't sound good. I know it doesn't. But if you go to England, Anne history, yeah, they totally say it because they kind of drop that H. Um, I learned something today. Yeah. All right. Oh. Well, <laughs> that's like, let's do Sky News. Let's, <laughs> yes, yes, let's move on. <laughs> that's not the Sky News jingle. <laughs> what are you doing to me? I'm driving you insane. Here we go. Yes, yes, Ska News, where we tell you all that we can tell you in 10 minutes uh, about Ska. Um, Just all information about Ska in 10 minutes. Let's do it. Go. All right. So first up, if uh, in case you didn't know, the Toasters are going on a uh, little bit of a tour uh, from the end of November to the... uh, uh, end of about the end of December, December 19th, uh, to celebrate four decades in ska. Uh, 
So they have uh, shows from November 26th, which which is already passed, through December 19th. You can visit um, thetoasters.band uh, for more information uh, about those tour dates. And there's a bunch of local bands. I know they're playing out here in Southern California uh, a couple nights and both nights. Half Past Two's playing with them. I know, I think they go to, uh, I want to say they go to Colorado. And I I think Sorry Sweetheart might be opening for them. But anyway, go to their website to uh, check out all those dates. Because they're going, mostly it seems to be West Coast. Uh, for now, um, <laughs> I do have a strong feeling maybe in January they might have some some East Coast. Maybe that's the plan. All right. Um, next up, the Filthy Radicals. Uh, on uh, They are an Ontario band, um, Ontario, Canada. Uh, they put out a new EP last Friday, November 26th, on Stomp Records entitled The Fine Line Between Real and Insane. Let's listen to the first song on the EP, Scavenger. Let's check it out. Sounds awesome. So, you know what? I just realized that during that first segment, I had you all turned down when I was talking about the toasters. So, if you said anything, sorry. No, I'm just <laughs> jealous because Bex is holding the kitty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's, she's not very happy with me, but. That's <laughs> what I get for making her dance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Next up is the Night Gaunts. Uh, they also dropped, uh, well, they dropped a new single called Somber. Uh, they are from New Zealand. They're a ska punk act. And uh, we believe this single is coming from a forthcoming EP. Yeah, very um, much so. And uh, like I said, the song is called Somber. And let's check out a little bit of that track right now.
that's pretty good. Yeah, I like them. That's uh, yeah, Paul the Kid is a member of that band. Is how I oh. I found out about them through Paul back in the day, and then pretty much as soon as I found out about the band, Paul started doing solo work. But uh, the band's back together, and I'm really looking forward to this new EP. Awesome. They're pretty prolific. Yeah, um, they seem to put out a lot of music. Yeah, they used to drop like a single like every other week at one point. It seemed. <laughs> All right, um, a little bit of shameless self-promotion here. Um, whoa, someone's getting a text message. Uh, or a that. truck is coming. <laughs> no, I, I just said it in the wrong place that that went way too crazy. Sorry about that. Uh, no. Oh, that's that tractor trailer coming through my house. Sorry, gang. We do, we do want to remind you that On the Upbeat does have uh, some shirts now that you can order. Um and uh, we'll put the link in the bio, uh, as always. And we also have a Patreon, so you get two bonus episodes a month, access to a private Facebook page, and uh, all that fun stuff for $4 a month. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But big self-promotion, and is why the Backyard Superheroes are here, uh, December 3rd, uh, we are uh, partnering with Backyard Superheroes to put out the digital compilation arose such a clatter uh, with all the proceeds going to toys for tots. And that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, and I really want to start with, um, I can, well, <laughs> I may have to edit around this. If we can talk about it. Can we talk about the cover? We all just saw. Can we talk about this? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, is that what my phone was? <laughs> yeah. I just sent you the cover art. <laughs> yeah. So you should take a, you should take a look at it. Uh, I think this is pretty badass. Um, I didn't send it to Bex. Let me send it to her. Can we all just approve it right now oh, on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it yet, this, so this I'm is, excited. This is like live happening, uh, and we'll probably be putting this out soon-ish, <laughs> if we all approve. Uh, Becky, spoiler alert, it's another cover with me on it. <laughs> oh, what a shock. What a shock. That's, that's so freaking cool. It is okay, pretty that's, awesome. That's really, really rad. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Amazing. So wait, so are you are you the elf then, Gary? I'm Santa Claus. You're Santa. Well, and actually you're... not Santa Claus. You'll have to listen to the album to know what's going on at this picture, Bex. Yes. Oh, that's, yes. that's me as the elf, All right. Bex. Come on. And, oh, that's uh, you. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm, With, the, I, I, I'm the super tan reindeer. I'm the super <laughs> tan reindeer. <laughs> yes, you're the flying reindeer. Uh, nice. I'm a reindeer, and I love it because I'm wearing it on the Upbeat shirt. And, uh, yes, so uh, this Friday, December 3rd, on the Upbeat presents Arose Such a Clatter 2021. And uh, the cover, I'm assuming we will, uh, you should be seeing this at least by the time the podcast airs. So you can look at this, the picture with us. Um but yes, I, I'm very excited about what's happening. Uh, but before we get too... Honestly, I'm, we're going to backtrack because I'm all over the place. Uh, before we get too get deep... together, Matthew. Uh, come on, Matt. So we're going to tease... We just tease the album, and then we're going to come back to it. But, so, Bex, this is your first time on the podcast. So I got a couple questions for you. Uh, what is your ska origin story? How did you get into ska music? What were some maybe early bands you were listening to, early shows you went to. How did you discover ska? So I, it's funny because I think about this often and I think now what I've kind of stuck to is um, for anybody who remembers GameCube, 
uh, Donkey Konga had the impression that I get as a song that you can play along to. Um, Because, yeah, Donkey Konga being like the video game, it was like Guitar Hero before Guitar Hero was a thing, except that you had like the like the Konga drum like controller Mm -hmm. that you played along to. So my sister had the GameCube. She had the game. So the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones was on there. And I was in band as a kid, obviously. So uh, when I first heard that song and I heard hordes coming in, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, okay, like, let me listen for more stuff. And so even like Nickelodeon shows, because, you know, obviously, hello, millennial me, uh, (laughs) like growing up on Nickelodeon, even with like Kablam and stuff, like with the theme song and like, because that's Two-Tone Army by the Toasters. So I was like, okay that's cool too um that was kind of like I don't know it just always piqued my interest and then uh being the band kid that I was uh everybody else was like yo you ever listen to Catch-22 they're from like around here and I'm like huh would you look at that and then like even some of like the older kids that I would hang out with would be like yeah so like they started out as one cool guy and like just kind of dug up like the deep cuts and like you know, my band teachers in school, like went to college with the guys from Street Lane and Catch-22. So, mm. um, and it was just kind of all history from there. So like, uh, I would say like very first band that I, that I enjoyed, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, close second would probably be Streetlight Manifesto. Um, as, as you probably heard from my shtick before, this was, this weekend was my 30th time seeing them. I started seeing them in 2005, uh, right wow. after, or right before they started teasing the second album, which of course took a little while to go. That was the show where they were like, or the first show that I went to was when they were like, hey, we have new music coming out soon. Uh, Keep an ear out for it. And it took like over two years to get to that point where it was (laughs) finally released because, you know. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of, yeah, the, the TLDR version of it is GameCube game with ska music followed by being a band kid because what else were the band kids going to do? Um, you know, so, and then that was kind of like my concert crew. It was like all the band kids that, uh, you know, that I went to high school with and who all really enjoyed music. There was this one kid in marching band who would always play suburban legend songs, like as a warm up. And it's like, and the band teacher was always like, can you pick a different song for the love of God, pick a different song. <laughs> it was, I want more. That's what it was. Oh yeah. yeah. He would always play the, the opening like on on baritone. And the band teacher was like, learn a new song for the love of God, please. <laughs> Which is funny, is probably about that same time Suburban Legends probably wasn't playing that song a whole bunch at the time. Um but awesome. So how did you end up in the backyard superheroes? Um, you didn't ask me how I got into Scott, and I'm kind of offended by that. Wait, did we, uh, yeah. did we not last time you were here? No, 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 but I feel like or I should Or the time just, before that? I feel like I should just tell a different story. <laughs> so, you ever heard of GameCube, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's a purple little box with a handle. I don't know, Nintendo thought you'd maybe carry your system around with you. <laughs> it was small <laughs> enough. I mean, it was small enough at the time. Yeah, but I didn't. Um, all right. So Bex, how did you end up in the backyard superheroes? Uh, so it really all goes back to being a band kid. Um, so I did drum and bugle corps when I was a 16 year old wee lass. And, um, it was like, it was all ages. So there were, 
there were guys who were like there were people who were like in their 40s and like late 30s like still marching drum corps um and very few like high school age kids however the one high school age kid that i made friends with was actually the former backyard superheroes trumpet player bruce um so you know so we we became friends back then and then we we stayed in touch like all through high school and all through college um and then he had told me like hey i'm playing in a ska band you want to come out and see us i was like yeah of course and it was all history from there um so between like being friends with uh with bruce and then um i also had worked with our former drummer uh at guitar center back in the day too so when he joined the band i'm like so you are playing with my friend in this band, Rad. Um, and even before then, I met our bass player, Greg, while working at Guitar Center because he would come into my store all the time and just, you know, just hang out. Uh, <laughs> so like I, at some point I was like the door girl at Guitar Center and, um, and he was like, hey, I play in a ska band. You like ska? And I'm like, and I was wearing checkerboard shoes. He's like, oh, you like ska? I'm like, <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so it started out as like just me being friends with everybody in the band. And then, um, you know, a couple of years later after, after me being a groupie, um, you know, kind of getting friendly with, with everybody else in the band. I'm like, yeah, I sing, I play saxophone. Um, I was going to school for music at the time. So I was like, well, before joining the band, but in my early days of like, you know, band fandom and groupying um and then it was just kind of one of those things where brian our trombone player was like hey uh you want to join i was like yeah sure <laughs> um so uh bruce had departed the band and then immediately i came in and it's it's just been history from there so groupie turned merch girl turned actual functioning band member <laughs> awesome. Awesome. wow i i never made that leap i made the leap from you know like big fan of the band run their merch table move in and be roommates with the band but never joined the band so i gotta give you kudos you can hey. join our band rj oh sweet yeah do you want a really bad accordion player <laughs> can't sure. be any worse than me so go for it <laughs> <laughs> so um we wanted to talk about a row such a clatter and uh rj and i were actually talking about this um last year or not last last week we couldn't remember when the first year that you put out a row such a clatter like was it last year was so interesting story about that this is our third album by the title a row such a clatter because we put out an ep which is very difficult to find right now for certain reasons um back in 2000 what year did The Force Awakens come out? 2015. <laughs> I basically judge everything by what's going on in Star Wars at that point in time. So uh, 2015, it was like five or six song EP that we did. And we did a, a holiday show. We covered Father Christmas and it's rad, but good luck finding that somewhere on the internet. Um, I'll send it to you, RJ. <laughs> um, Josh already did. And then uh, that was pretty successful. We did that again for Toys for Tots. And then we just did every single year a holiday concert that was a toy drive. And then we did our, our holiday EP. When was that, Bex? 2018? Yeah, let's get elfed up. And then last year, I was like, ah, let's just do a compilation again. So technically, this is the second year in a row we have a major compilation, but the third album with the title arose such a clatter. Awesome. Yeah, we couldn't. Uh, I think we. I think we were mostly right. I think we assumed that they're in 2019. I, I said it was the fourth go around. 
but I got the. It's our fourth off. official Christmas release, if you want to put yes. it that way. We are a band that only does Christmas songs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if awesome. I had the money, I'd commission you to do a Halloween song. I don't know what that would entail. I don't like Halloween. Yeah, I'm not a big Halloween fan, but I think y'all could do a good Halloween song, is what I'm thinking. Probably. Um, and I want to ask you this question, Gary, because you kind of brought up an interesting story when we talked on Saturday. Um, but how did you all end up choosing Toys for Tots as the charity to donate to? So I alluded to it before that I worked in the city at a very big and famous toy store. A very big and famous toy store that had a piano in it. And then there was one that had a Ferris wheel. And it was basically the toy store that you think of when you think of toy stores. A very big and famous one. (laughs) But when I was there, I was always involved with Toys for Tots, which is a charity that they were involved in. Um, They were the the main sponsor for it. And kind of just made connections there. I'm I'm pretty close with the person who organizes it for the state of New Jersey. I've worked on my own independently with them. Um, So I kind of thought that that would go hand in hand and really vibed with the, 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 the band a little bit when we're kind of that, uh, you know, throwback to your youth type of band. So I'm like, toys are important to me. I'm a toy collector. My room is full of toys. So I thought this would be a good charity to get behind. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, does toys for tots give out toys all year round? It's not just a, it's not just a Christmas time. Is it? It's predominantly holiday time. Yes. But they do toys for different events throughout the year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so, uh, let's talk about this year's Rose Such a Clatter. What What is different about this year's Rose Such a Clatter? Well, I was lazy and didn't want to do it all by myself, so I got some suckers named Matt and RJ to help me. <laughs> I was going to say, this year it jumps the shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill from here. Um, this year it's a little bit different. Um, still going to be a digital release on Bandcamp. We always do it digitally and on Bandcamp because it's the easiest way for us to collect money. Um, that way, obviously, if you go through iTunes or Spotify or anything like that, it's extremely difficult. Um, so got on the upbeat involved, which is really exciting because you guys are, you know, probably in the top 11 ska podcasts that that are out right now. (laughs) At least top 15. At least. I mean, I I would hope at least one of my ska podcasts is like people are listening to yeah i mean there's a lot out there right now and you guys are probably top 20 so that's something to say. <laughs> like like, I would the number just, just keeps getting, getting lower and lower every single time you open Listen, your mouth that just keeps hedging us back yeah you know you're at that. least in my top 25 it's fine i mean listen listen and and you guys top are on 50. the charts like top 50 of ska podcast that's really really good you're top 50. no ska band has been in the top 50 for in, in forever so you guys <laughs> Oh, man. Um, but it's really awesome to partner with you guys and kind of have a different perspective. We're doing a little bit of a theme with uh, with some ongoing story on the compilation, and we got some really cool bands. Um, last, actually, previous years weren't all ska. This year is all ska bands or ska adjacent because there's a couple pop punk bands on there yeah. too. So it's it's really fun, really high energy. Yeah, I've uh, been listening to a few tracks and and. Uh... Yeah, you know, basically, I think, you know, uh, I think you're being nice by saying you you partnered with us when really it's like you put out, I forget where, somewhere on Facebook you made a post 
back in like June or something. And you're like, yeah, starting to think about a uh, Rose Such a Clatter 2021. Who wants to be involved? And I was like, is there any way we can be involved? <laughs> and uh, yeah, just uh, so basically, I just shoved ourselves in there, and now our names on the cover, and. <laughs> So. Now you're a reindeer. <laughs> and now I'm a reindeer. Magic. I'm glad you reminded me of that day in June when I posted that. And I'm like, this year, I'm going to be all over it. Everything's going to be done in time. And spoiler alert, Bex, it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to take a day off work to finish this. That's on you, bro. That's on you. I didn't ask you. <laughs> yeah, we didn't ask you to do that. No do you want it to be done? I just remember being like, who's going to edit this and why do I feel it's going to be me? <laughs> it's pretty much on I've got a kid. Sorry. I have two cats. Not the same. <laughs> How dare you, sir? And I don't have the skills. I can edit straight people talking. <laughs> like, wait, that sounds weird. Um, you can you can edit all types of people, Matt. I yes. believe in you. No, what I mean, I can... <laughs> Yep, it sounded terrible. I think we know what you mean, Matt. Uh, I can edit people talking, but like with sound effects and like music underlining and making it, you know, something sound distant, rather really close. And RJ has those skills. And so, so yeah, I'm definitely excited about uh, uh, the bands and and like uh, Gary was saying, uh, we sat down, the three of us, uh, Gary, RJ, and myself, we sat down, we wrote a skit that tells a story in three parts. So um, you will either love it or hate it. And uh, I think you'll love it. Um, We have, (laughs) uh, if all goes to plan, uh, hence, you know, because we haven't fully edited everything yet. uh, Talina from Bite Me Bambi will be doing some narration for our our sketches. And um, uh, yeah, so we're excited Gary, why don't you tell us about some of the bands that are on the compilation? Certainly. Um, most importantly, the Backyard Superheroes are on those. Well, on yes. Guys. The official ska band of Christmas. I'm going to just go out and say that right now. <laughs> I think it's fair. I think there's a band, RJ, I'm sure you know the Ska Santas. They're like a Ska Christmas band that only does that, but yeah, they're not around yeah. anymore. I mean, that's like one of those things. It's just like, you know, I, I get it. You're, you're a Ska band. You just do Christmas and you might do like one thing a year. No, 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 no. We need a legit band who is also the Christmas band. Like that you go to them for a Christmas song, but they do more, obviously, year round. That's Maybe we'll just be years. like a holiday band, right? What do you think about that, Bex? Like, hey, this is our big Arbor Day release this year. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking forward to the Memorial Day song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> that one's going to be a slow reggae dub song, actually. But you should also do the holidays that are like semi-made up where it's like donut day and you should yeah. do like those talk things. like a pirate day which <laughs> right. is on my birthday every year which is strange <laughs> that was like a thing when i first moved out to la in like 2006 yep. like it started like, here yeah it you would go there was a bar i'd go to they would have grog on special that night like oh, there'd be people dressed <laughs> as pirates walking around like it was i was just like whoa i thought this was just a internet joke what the hell is happening la is strange yeah, <laughs> an interesting part of my job sometimes to like do that, which I really hate, like that forced fun work engagement oh, stuff. Yeah. So it's like 
you look at that goofy calendar like oh it's oh, yeah. national apple cider day boy that sounds like <laughs> something fun <laughs> we do that too at my job uh and i actually forget what today was um but if i go back oh today uh was electronic greetings day what the apparently does that even mean <laughs> I guess you send an e-card to people. I don't know. The team lead of the the team I work closest with sent like one of those some e-cards. Is that one of those holidays that's had that you think it has its roots in like, I don't know, Greek history or something like that? Like when did (laughs) National Electronic Greeting Day come about and how like I want to know the deep, deep history of that. I don't know. Last Wednesday was Jukebox Day. Uh, That's something I can get behind. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Because a lot of people have jukeboxes. Man, when I'm rich, that's the first thing I'm buying. Well, I have a, yeah, I have a fakey jukebox over there. No, no, I want to load it up with all my sweet like indie pop and Scott Punk 45s and yeah, just jam out. When RJ's rich, the second thing he's buying is me a jukebox, (laughs) (laughs) and he's gonna play a rose such a clatter 2021 featuring such wonderful (laughs) bands. Way to way to bring it back five minutes later. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a professional. Uh, Backyard superheroes. Amy Gabba. Is it Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous? I yeah. want to ask you that. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, Suburban Legends, which is very exciting. Um, something to do. Yeah. Is, I can't talk about that band enough. I freaking love that band. I, I, I love those guys. I, I mean, you know me. I'm big Midwest ska guy. So, yeah, something to do. Hell yeah. Um, Dang It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. a lot of music for you guys as well. Oh, Dang It featuring Loser. Oh, yes. Yes, that's correct. Sorry. It's okay. Chupa Scabra, who like got my home address somehow and mailed me a bunch of stickers. I don't know how they did that. Witchcraft, uh, <laughs> obviously. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I'm, you have no reason to worry. I didn't have a stalker for like six years. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's a different story. Guess um, what we're talking about on the next <laughs> podcast we do. Um, Joe Billy, um, The Guilty Parties, Half Past Two. Matt, I think you might have heard of them before. Um, nope. Our friends in from New Jersey, Joker's Republic, yeah. Millington, Urban Crater. If you haven't heard of Urban Crater, that is Drew, the guy who dances in Kill Lincoln. He plays guitar in the band Urban Crater. Sweet. Oh, cool. Yes, that's pretty cool. I'm excited. Um, Nate Funk, Ego and the Appropriators, the Third Rates, who I like my favorite nice. band discovery in the past like two years. I love that. Uh, those those cats are rad. Uh, Chris and the Kringles, which is a uh, this is a one-off that. song for this album, so that's amazing. Really uh, the Taj Motel Trio, the Resignators, and Andy B and the World, and maybe more people nice. if they get it to me by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> right, this and more is how you cover that. But I mean, even that right there—that's a yeah. stack lineup. I would yeah. buy this compilation. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, so, what is? Um, maybe I shouldn't ask this while recording it, but if I oh, edit it out if need be, um, how much does this compilation go for? So as with any of our charity compilations and any of the charity stuff we do, we do not set a price on it. Okay. Basically donate what you, what you choose to want to donate. Um, which last year, um, we had such a huge, huge success. We raised almost $4,000 with, with donate what you want. And it's free if you want it to be free. So, sure. um, people really turned out and supported us last year. So that was awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely excited, and hopefully uh, our name being attached to it doesn't bring less money. So yeah, it's gonna be real awkward if it does. <laughs> it <huh>? does. <laughs> it's like, it is. guess yeah. what we're not doing next year. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that'd be real weird. All right. So speaking of uh, backyard superheroes, arose such a clatter. Let's uh, let's take a listen to the song. Uh, what can you all tell us about uh, this song? I hate the holidays. Ah, uh, yeah. This was like this is like my baby for the season. Um, so usually, so for me as a songwriter, uh, songwriting can be kind of agonizing for me, and especially like over the past like year and a half, almost two years, it's just been like. I almost feel like I've hit a wall and this was like my breakthrough of like coming out of like the wall of writer's block. Um, but basically, I mean, the main gist of it is like, sometimes the holidays just really get people down. You know, the holidays just yeah. like aren't for everybody. Um, I know me personally, like the holidays were like tough for a while and sometimes like it comes in waves, you know, like with all, with all grief and other you know, stuff that you're kind of like holding in, like sometimes it's one day it's hard, the, the next day it's like holly jolly, you know? So um, this song to me was just kind of like my, like, uh, I guess my message to anyone who's like really kind of like going through it this holiday season, like, it's cool. You know, if you're going through it, if you're not feeling it, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, I, I think there's, there's a part of like normalizing that, that I think the world has a lot of uh, work to do uh, in that. And um, it's kind of one of those things for me where it's like between my parents and like my boyfriend's parents, everyone's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like I've kind of like progressed past the part of my life where like I'm focused where, you know, I don't want to be focused on like material beings, you know, or material objects or like, I just, I don't want to like participate in like, the capitalistic side of, uh, of the holidays anymore, you know? Um, and it's, it's at this point, I'm like, I just want to spend the holidays with people I love and make sure that everyone's like all good, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of the main message of I hate the holidays is, you know, you don't, you don't have to feel holly jolly all the time, but you know, sometimes if you're still wrapping a, a present for a sibling that you're not really a fan of and you want something to, to jam out to, here it is. <laughs> yes, Gary. Sorry, I feel like I need to raise my hand. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, I totally agree with what Beck said, and I respect her not wanting, to, not knowing like uh, a physical thing that she wants. However, I am all about the capitalistic part of the holidays. So um, if you'd like to get me a gift, I have an Amazon wish list. I have an Uncommon Goods wish list. Um, when we got the Target toy catalog, I sat at my dining room table and circled everything I wanted and gave it to my wife. So if you'd like to get me a gift in lieu of Bex, you can, you can do that. Or? Uh, my Venmo is your girl Bex. Uh, I can do some help paying bills. <laughs> That's that's a good or idea. donate to Toys for Tots. Yes, or buy you know give donate. I was uh, gonna say compilation. Um, all or right. buy an on the upbeat T-shirt and give it to the person you hate them like the most. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, because I mean that. I mean, if you want to consider us a charity, then sure, go right ahead. <laughs> Listen, I had to buy your guys T-shirt because In Defense of Scott doesn't have T-shirts yet. Uh, actually, oh. actually. But I'm not sure you can order them. I think you can only buy them when he does a live event. So, but I could be wrong. Okay. Backyard superheroes. I hate the holidays. Here we go. 
My favorite part. Guys, I love the holidays. Bah humbug! Sorry, I forgot about that part. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> Just my kidding. my favorite part was um It's Rusty Dead in the Navy <laughs> I about Your died. house on fire, Quark. <laughs> <laughs> I about died when I heard that. And I was driving while I was listening to it. So. Oh, gosh. No, that's not good. <laughs> Death by Gary impersonating an old woman. <laughs> now, do you know somebody named Rusty or? No, I just know the line. That's a no, line I... from Christmas Vacation. Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm not asking. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's from a movie. Sorry. I'm cinematically challenged. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Bex. I am okay. totally there. And it well because it was also sort of like everything else was not not from a movie. It was sort of like real life. It sort of fit, but then this one thing just comes out of nowhere that seemingly doesn't make sense. I think and, I told you guys the original thing I had recorded in spoken word. Um, we did not. We were not able to put that on there. Maybe it is on there though. You'll never know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. 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 Bex, All right. Bex heard it, and I went on a, a very long rant. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> well, I definitely uh, love the song, and um, oh yeah, thank you. But uh, all right, um, what uh, what does before we're going to have a discussion question? Um, but what does the future hold for the backyard superheroes? What what might twenty twenty two hold? I don't know. You just got to pay attention to what we're up to, and maybe you'll find out. Is that a clue? Because pay attention records, did you just drop a hint at us? They they are doing a song-by-song cover of the Boston's album, Pay Attention. By the way, that's my favorite Boston's album. You have really trash. Unpopular you have opinion. trash taste. Really unpopular. It was my it's first one that I got, though. It's Don't Know How to Party, and there's no arguments. But pay Attention was the first one I got. And you always love your first love. Yeah. That, you know, it's got a lot of good songs on it, but it's it's twice as long as it needs to be. 
And I say that as a huge Boston's fan who even owns his own plaid jacket. Um, next year <laughs> <laughs> is the 10 year anniversary of our band. So we do have some fun stuff um, kind of in the works, which should be pretty cool. We have some neat things planned. Just, you know. Awesome. And you want, hopefully, hopefully we can play a few more shows and, and uh, hopefully things go back to normal a little bit, but you know, who knows? yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, I went to a, a few shows recently. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this. Um, so the question is, uh, what are some of your uh, show etiquette rules that you have? Like, so, you know, uh, and not like, you know, uh, when I told this to Gary, Gary was like, you mean being on the podcast rules? I'm like, no, <laughs> going to concert <laughs> rules, um, you know, uh, just things maybe. So for me, I'll, I'll go first. And so that hopefully this will give you an idea. So I think these, my two fall under the category of control your drinking <laughs> and, uh, but specifically, so uh, etiquette one is don't be a creeper. Um, I went to, and I'll say it because, uh, it, you know, I don't think they'll care because I don't think it uh, puts a bad, them in a bad light. Uh, I was at the Half Past Two record release show uh, back at um, early November. And um, they, uh, basically this guy in the crowd was you know, drunk slash high probably. And just kind of being very buddy, buddy. So like you ever meet a person who's just sort of like, just like everyone's their best friend when they're drunk or high. Yeah. Yeah. The friendly drunk. Yes. But like, they don't realize they're in your personal space. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, just like sort of there. And, when that person meets me, like I have a strong BS vibe. So if I feel someone's not being real, I just like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, so, or if someone's overly trying to like be like my best friend or something, I just like, okay, go away. Um, especially at a show like, dude, I don't know you. Um, and he just, and I, so I think he's reading my vibe of just like, go away. (laughs) It's weird. Doesn't seem to be very present until what he's been giving is hugely negative. So I'm there, and he's, like, getting in my space. By this time, someone that I do know, um, who's female, standing there, and at one point, she's trying to, like, kind of gently push him away from me. He eventually goes away, but then he comes back, and now he's hitting on her i guess you would say you know it's it's kind of like he's flirting with everyone so it's like how do you distinction (laughs) like but she tries he clearly needs maybe some water uh or some food to maybe balance out what's happening in him uh so she's like trying to offer him water but he just takes that as like an invitation to like dance up on her and stuff like that and so she like i kind of start to get in between to try to Um, put, you know, kind of like, ah, she's with me. Don't be a weirdo. And yeah, eventually that guy, I don't, eventually his friends, you know, got him under control and, you know, (laughs) I, I never, after a few minutes, I never saw him again the entire night. (laughs) 
So it's like, yay. So the other one is when you're in the mosh pit, um, don't mosh people who aren't in the pit. So like, it's kind of an, I, I get it. Like, just to be clear, I get it. Sometimes accidents happen and you kind of get a little bit and you kind of push. But if you're the person who just is like a bowling ball and you just want to, you know, you see those people off to the side or in the back or in the front of the the circle and you just want to plow into them, uh, don't be that guy because we all hate you. And this guy, I was, so I was at another show, um, like a week and a half, two weeks ago or something like that. And, um, this guy was clearly drunk and just, um, just like a wrecking ball into the front row and just, and people who weren't sort of like, do I don't mind a pit, even in a ska show. I personally don't, you know, but if Pete let people make a choice to be in that pit, like be in that space. And, um, so this guy just kept ramming into the front and ramming into the people on the side of the pit. And by the way, the pit wasn't, the pit was like actually like four or five people. Like it actually, and I think that's what he kept trying to do, but he didn't realize he was kind of pissing people off and hurting people. So at one point he like barrels directly into me, into my back, knocks me out like under my knees. And so like, I kind of fall forward and lucky enough, I'm on close enough to the stage that I can hold myself up. But I grabbed the guy and I basically yelled in his ear, you need to knock it off, you asshole. And I pushed him back. But of course he's not, you know, in his right frame of mind. And he doesn't, and keeps doing it. Lucky enough, he eventually got kicked out uh, by like a mass security guard. And I'd never seen this before. I've seen people get thrown out before. But this guy, the security guard was masked. Like he had on like a ski mask type thing. And I think it's like maybe they just, you know, they don't want you to know who's throwing you out kind of thing. Like, so there can't be like a fight. Because what happened is one guy wrestled him to the ground, the guy with the mask, and picked him up and threw him out. And then that guy came quickly back in and other people dealt with him to like, you know, make sure there wasn't actually a physical fight. between. Yeah. It sounds like that guy got kidnapped. No. And um, <laughs> maybe you should tell the police. <laughs> I was going to say, was Masked Intruder working that show? Were yeah. they like contracted for security or? Trust me. I have questions. Trust me. him in a van and drive away. <laughs> no, he. I... Was there candy involved? <laughs> puppies? Puppies, yes. They said there's puppies in here mosh into them no that doesn't sound safe Aww. at all <laughs> it doesn't sound... so those are mine uh bex do you, i i feel like you're gonna have a unique experience you know perspective on this what are some things that you really want to see stop happening at shows uh okay so number one is if you have to get past somebody um don't touch their freaking waist like tap them on the shoulder Mm -hmm. and be like excuse me um my number one pet peeve is when anybody but i always see this happening like from guys this is never like a girl to girl interaction or anything like that but it's usually like someone who's like male presenting who's like touching somebody else's hips to get out of the way and it's like that's so weird that's just like uh, the guy never... has never done that to me. Well, that's good. <laughs> I, well, I think this it speaks more to exactly what you're saying. It's yeah. a certain type of people towards another certain. Yeah. Yeah. That's which my number is one. Sad. 
Yeah, that's like the number one that I'd like to see stop. Um, like in terms of like show etiquette, I think like the best way that anybody can be like a team player and like an ally in like the easiest way to whoever they're around is like when I'm at the bar, I have all eyes on all the bartenders at all the time at all times. Like when I'm waiting for my drink, I'm like, okay, who's helping me? But also like if I see someone set their drink down on the like on the bar. I will be watching that drink to make sure like no one fucks with it because let me tell you, getting roofied fucking sucks. Um, It's happened to me twice and I'm like, great, this is bad. Um, (laughs) So like, I just like, I'm like a hawk, like around other people and their drinks and like, you know, um, like the easiest thing to do. I mean, obviously like it sucks to like, you should never like put yourself in a situation to like confront the offender. Um, but like say something to your bartender, like tap someone on the shoulder. Like when they go to like, you know, if you see something like say something to who, like it looks like it may have happened to. Um, Accidentally and, you know, knock like, over the drink. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah actually, <laughs> actually you look like a huge jerk in the moment, but at the same time, that's one of those things where it's like, there's a reason for this and I can, I promise you it was well justified. Yeah. Um, that's one of them. But also like my other big one is just like, yeah, if you see people who are like, you know, minding their own business and like having a good time, like just don't be rude. You know, don't be like trying to like barrel them over. Yeah. <laughs> don't be trying to like interrupt them to be like, hey, toots, let me get you a drink. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's weird. Hey, toots. I was like, is that just how ska fans are in Jersey? <laughs> no, no, no. No, most honestly, most just... ska fans are, are great. Um, you know, I think we have a pretty we have a pretty rad community. Um <laughs> so fortunately, like we don't see too much of that, but like I also I go to a fair amount of hardcore shows, or at least like pre-COVID. Like I was going to a lot of hardcore shows because yeah. that's like so my boyfriend and his friends are all into. So um I, I have to no shade to the hardcore scene or you know yeah. New York hardcore, Long Island hardcore, New Jersey hardcore. No shade, no disrespect, but uh, come get your mans because whew. <laughs> yeah. there was there's a lot of questionable shit happening, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like me seeing that I'm like okay, let me give this girl a friend. Let me be like hey, let let help me help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and just, it is just be kind and like act act you know, with, with good intentions. It's so weird that you have to tell people like, Hey, don't roofie people. Like, it's weird that we even have to speak that like the, the hip thing. I, I mean, yes, I, I get why people don't like it. Women don't like it. I totally get it. Why I probably wouldn't like it, but like, that's less like, like less obnoxious to me than the idea that there are people out there trying to drug people. Like, I just don't like the mere fact that we have to speak that particular thing. Like that seems like someone's messed up. Yeah. And like, the good thing is like, I mean, I don't, I know like scenes are so like, they're so connected, you know, people who are within the scene who are even just like outside of the scene, somehow the scene becomes such a small place that, you know, just, uh, I know I can speak for Jersey. Like Jersey does take care of their own. Um, You know, Tom Kalnaki even said it at the Streetlight show. He stopped the show at some point during the set because he saw security like shining their flashlights and like 
you know, strobing their flashlights like into the crowd. So like he stopped the show at some point and was like, is everybody good? Are we all good? And he even was like, no, I don't have to tell you guys because Jersey like takes care of their own, but like, you know, take care of each other, like yeah. be good to each other. Like, so, you know, yeah. but also like, I think knowledge is power, you know, um, it like, it, it's scary to speak out if you've been like, you know, on the receiving end of less than great behavior. But at the same time, if it helps somebody else from being in that same situation, it's important, but also like know, know who your, know who your network is and empower other people to be empowered yeah. to, uh, to stand up. Yeah. Gary, do you have anything, uh, some things you'd like to see not happen at shows or um yeah i'm just gonna take a little bit of a different approach though yeah um, to no one's surprise ever um <laughs> i'm gonna talk about uh the kind of um i don't want to use the word fraternity um but i'm gonna use that for lack of a better word coming to my mind right now between like bands and and kind of that we're in the shared experience together right um if you're playing a show with another band just at least acknowledge their presence. At least you don't have to watch their set. Listen, I'm totally guilty of, of not watching every single set of every band that we played with. I, I, I have to admit that. But at least like give the old, hey, great set. Like it's such a cliche and silly thing that people say, but it really, it means a lot when, when someone comes up to me and says, hey, great set, even if I don't, I don't know if they watched me or not. Right. So acknowledge that you're, you're, you're doing something and you're performing as part of an entire show, an entire, entire thing. So right. um, I think that's really important. Uh, to to kind of just be cool to the other performers when you're performing. Um, I'm guilty, uh, like I said, of not watching every set, but also um, I want to publicly apologize to the pie tasters because I broke all of their equipment once at a show and I <laughs> am sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, very, very sorry. How, how did that happen? I am a little intense sometimes when we <laughs> perform. Um, Becky's been... Uh, had my sweat on her many times, right? I Bex? watched you break your freaking foot, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little intense, and I smashed all of the pie tasters' microphones and knocked over all their amps by accident. It wasn't intentional, obviously. I'm not a jerk, but um, <laughs> right, right. I'm not guys? a jerk. I'm just a klutz, guys. guys? I'm just unintentional. Yeah, you're not a jerk. You're not a, you're not you're a not, jerk. Eric. I'm just not um, being aware of my surroundings and not. You're a bit yeah. of an asshole, but you're not a jerk. <laughs> That's okay. You gotta need a little bit of that in your life. He took disrespect your surroundings very seriously. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But um, don't disrespect the other people that you play with, and at least give them a little bit of respect because um, you're, you know, whether you're the headlining band or the opening band or a band in between, at least acknowledge that you played with other people that night and that yeah. you were part of this thing together. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, even as a fan, like. I try it, sometimes it's hard. I you know, I try to be there for every band at at a show. Uh but sometimes I have noticed that the band list seems to get longer and longer at shows nowadays. It used to be like 3 or 4, now it's like 5 or 6 bands are playing. I'm like, oh, I'm old. I can't stand forever. Yeah, when did you stop being cool, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it, right? It, it's hard to go to an entire show sometimes. Life is is difficult. Yeah. How did we do it when we were younger? Ooh. How did I do it wearing a fucking wool plaid suit jacket? Jesus. I can't stand in Converse for that long, guys. They are not comfortable. <laughs> Gotta get your insoles, dude. Yeah. 
Why I was always an Airwalks man back in the day. <laughs> RJ, an Airwalks and no fear backpack. <laughs> RJ, uh, anything you would like to, you know, think I mean, people should there's think about? always the if you see people who don't enjoy you running into them, stop running into them. I think that's a pretty clear one. You you already touched on that. Matt, oh, you mean it, like moshing, not like yeah, like yeah, out in public, like. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, in general, it's a good life lesson, especially at a show. Um, I don't know, and, and there's something to be said. So, so we're in this uh, Scott community, and you know, there's there's a lot of real weird and fuzzy lines between band and audience, and sometimes because I'm friends with bands, I have seen fans kind of assume they know a lot more about the band and like have kind of a weird parasocial relationship. And it's really awkward for me to see that. And I, I, I try to make sure I'm not guilty of it myself. Like I'm actually very meek around bands that I only kind of know. If I ever came to a Backyard Superhero show, I might just be like, good show, Gary. Good show, Bex. Say hi to Josh for me. I'll see Would you, you guys later. RJ, I talk to unless, you every single unless, day. I, unless you were just like, you know, hey, hey, we're all going out to like, if you invite me, if you invite more of a conversation, like I, I will respond in kind. But I won't assume that just because we text each other about nonsense every day, Gary, <laughs> that if I came and saw you play, that I am like entitled to more of your time than just saying, hey, thanks for playing. That was great. Um, and I have seen people in bands get like really awkward because they don't know how to handle people trying to overstep that bounds because they don't want to, you know, lose a fan by saying you're creeping me out or this is like I got other people to talk to at the show. So I, I think as audience members, sometimes, you know, after the show, talking to our bands, we might need to be a little bit more mindful about the relationship. Yeah, I as much as I sort of like it sounds like in certain situations I'm bragging about stuff it's never my real intention but I am very aware like when I went to um when the half past two did the record release show I didn't talk to Tara that entire night like I just didn't um now I did talk I mean there's nine people in that band so yeah, yeah, yeah. I did talk to a couple other people but it's like, inevitably going to run into one of them somewhere. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> but like, I I was fine leaving without talking to Tara because you know I'm just like, well, we'll we'll text later. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't yeah. really, I'm not really concerned about like friendship isn't dependent on us talking at shows. So, um, but yeah, I totally get that, and and I want to apologize. Like in the future, uh, if you see me at a show and I'm not as talkative as I sound here. I'm just going to say I'm sorry uh, right away because I'm just like, I, I. Oh, you will absolutely freak me out if you come up to me and say, oh, I love your podcast. And you say on the upbeat, maybe not 23, but definitely on the upbeat. You'll probably. <laughs> hey, you're the host story. of the 42nd most popular podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you guys a quick story relating yeah. to what RJ was just saying? Yeah. So I, I alluded earlier that I had a stalker and we'll do it. We'll do a stalker podcast next year when I'm on for the third time when you guys <laughs> invite me on again. Um, but uh, I had actually, I actually had two stalkers and one of them was this guy who used to come to a lot of backyard superhero shows and would, would wear exactly what I wore the, sh the show before that. 
Oh, wow. Um, and so I, I kind of the, the Robin costume, thing. right? Well, no, I've only worn that a couple of times, but yes. But I, I kind of wear the same things frequently. Like I have a stage costume that yeah, I just yeah. rotate like every year, um, which is funky and gross to think about. <laughs> but um, he would wear that to shows. And then like I saw him at um, a show that I wasn't playing. My my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, where I think we were at a Less Than Jake show or something like that. We were just dancing and doing our thing on our own. And this dude came up to me dressed like me, which was really strange. And like started like acting like he was my best friend and dancing in between us and like was like, hey man, how come you didn't dress in your suspenders and short shorts? I'm like, because that's not how I normally dress. <laughs> I wear. It was really awkward, but um, yeah, that I don't know why I told that story, but it reminded me of that what you just said, RJ, like the, that boundary of of things. And and we're a really accessible band. We're not rock stars or anything, but yeah, like you know, don't dress like me, and you know, kind of, <laughs> <Yeah>. kind of weird. <laughs> oh, and I I want to add this, and I and I know I'm I've seen a couple of bands sort of put this vibe out, but I definitely want to say this. Um, don't if you are personal friends with bands, um, don't ever ask for free stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. If they're ever kind, I, you know, ever kind enough to offer you, it's more than gracious to take something of a someone you know offers something or to help you out with something, whatever. But don't ask for discounted tickets. Don't ask for discounted merch because here's the thing. If you're real, if you're really, you know, excited about helping them and being their friend, like help them succeed and make money from what they're doing. You know like, how much free shit I got from Johnny Sacco? A whole bunch. You know how much I asked for? None of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not cool. so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with if someone offers you something. Like, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally I'm buying fine. the CD. You want to give me two patches and a t-shirt? That's on you, Matt. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's happened, but like I have seen people like ask band people for like free tickets to the show and I'm like, yeah. Yeah not never gonna happen <laughs> like don't ever do that it's not cool support your yeah, friends like that kind of that kind of defeats the purpose of like wanting to support the band like mm -hmm. yeah. you know obviously like that's their lively that's the band's livelihood like if you really really want to support that like be about it don't just like you know yeah yeah do you know how many albums they bought three times just to support a band <laughs> but I awesome. digitally like it they'll get it on cd and then i'll see them live and they have a record and i'm like oh, i'll get the vinyl too but going back to what i was saying if you do really want to dress like me or if you want to support me in any way um i have an amazon wish list that um i'll give you my venmo and bex's venmo oh. and like we'll take anything anything really <laughs> listen i really love on the upbeat <laughs> I bought a upbeat shirt, and uh, I work here, and they didn't even give me a free shirt. <laughs> I don't even have a shirt yet. Gary, uh, don't, don't worry about it. All right. Um, well, <laughs> You work here, Gary. We get the same paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. I paid for my shirt about as much as you paid for yours. So, <laughs> so um, all right. So before we head out, we do have uh, our Scott Picks of the Week. Bex, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? What did I fucking pick? Oh my god, I've been listening. I've been listening to so much bomb the music industry this week. Mm -hmm. So I picked. Oh my god, I forgot which one I picked. Uh, depression is no fun. There we go. That's the brain fog speaking. Um, because <laughs> for those of you who've never experienced, uh, you know, 
the the anxious the anxiety and depression thing apparently brain fog is a yeah. a symptom of that so when i say that like i feel like i've got shit for brains these days it's fucking true just just go with it <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah um my pick depression is no fun is pretty that kind of says it all um what a freaking jam i bomb the music industry like oh god i love that band i miss that band yeah. um oh, i yeah. don't think i don't think they got enough love i really i really don't and i'm so happy to see that like there's so much jeff love right now um but yeah oh gosh everything about like just the grit of bomb the music industry like the synth that goes with like a lot of the tracks and stuff and just like just how raw like some of the tracks are like straight to the heart straight to the heart all right so let's uh check out palm the music industry depression is no fun Yeah, it's a good pick. Bomb always rules. That is a great one, Bex. I always Thank feel you. bad that I got into them right before they broke up. And I'm like, how come nobody told me about this band? My ska friends didn't tell me yeah. about this band. <laughs> My indie pop friends who played shows with Bomb the Industry did not tell me about this band. Like, how is that possible? Because they're everybody yeah. is lame except for Bex, who made sure <laughs> oh. people know about Bomb the Music Industry. I'm flattered. <laughs> Gary, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? Sure, you can find my ska pick on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Go there, check it out. There's lots of cool stuff on there. Um, my ska pick of the week is a super underrated band called The Heat Machine from Nebraska. You know, Midwest ska. Midwest ska out to RJ. Um, it's everything I like about ska music. It's a particular type of music, ska music I like. It's sugary and poppy and dueling female vocals, very heavy dance hall crasher vibes. Um, just a band people don't really talk about enough and just needs more attention because they're so they were so rad. They're not together anymore, unfortunately. Oh. They had one major release, um I some what something dance party, what's the name of that album, RJ? Oh geez, I know it's on asbestos records because I have Yeah, I have it on vinyl. Anyway, it's a great um, album. Yeah, it yeah, out. yeah. My song is the Heat Machine and I think I picked Ten Things I Hate About Your Boyfriend. Let's check it out right now.
That sounds real good. I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. Yeah. That, oh, that that rips. Yeah, yeah, no coast dance parties in the name of the album. Like yeah, that is yeah. just musical perfection. It's yeah. Man, I believe I've told you to check them out before. You probably so we'll listen to Gary, but we don't listen to RJ. Well, I see he, how he he has the a, audacity. He has a beard. I have a beard. I oh, mean, beard bros, I get it. <laughs> we're all glasses folk, though. That's yeah, true. We, we do. Folk. We all we all have glasses. All right. So my ska pick. Um. So. My ska pick is actually a cover, and uh, it is a cover of the Operation Ivy song, uh, Freeze Up, and right. I'm not going to tell you who the band is. I want you to tell me when we get back of who the band is. Playing games again, Matt. Because <laughs> it's Playing fun. Because I didn't know this song existed until I was just like looking around, and I was uh, like, I know Ooh. who it is already. I already yeah. know who it is. Yeah, you probably Of course do. Gary knows who it is. All right, so here is... Uh, <laughs> Band to be named later, uh, with their version of Freeze Up, originally by the uh, by <laughs> Operation Ivy. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Gary, can you tell us? I mean, RJ, I want to know because Gary is probably right. RJ, do you know who this uh, band is? Was that the hippos? It was the hippos. Yay! Everybody had this compilation back in the day. Yeah, right? it's Look, a great compilation. I didn't, and I just <laughs> discovered it, so fuck you. <laughs> really is a great compilation. It's it's oh, wow. one of the best Operation Ivy yeah. co- tribute albums. That so I've ever for put those out. that I'm don't... going to say no, it's ahead. better than an Operation Ivy album. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I mean the production. Uh, yes, yeah. the production. Yes. <laughs> so the, it's the, it's a great version of Knowledge by the Aquabats if you've never heard about it. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, I I hate that I love that homegrown version of Bombshell that opens it up because I'm I'm not a big homegrown fan, but yeah. it just kills the whole yeah. album. Rips. So yeah, it's got some Teen Heroes on there, and nobody remembers Teen Heroes, and that's dumb. So the compilation is called Take Warning Songs of Operation <laughs> Ivy. So they're, uh, it's for, it was put out in, uh, according to what I saw, no, 1997. Like yeah. So it has bands like Real Big Fish, The Aquabats, Homegrown, My Superhero, Blue Meanies, Cherry Poppin' Daddies, and The Long Beach oh, yeah. Dub All-Stars, and uh, a few other bands. So yeah, I was listening to it, and I was like, this is pretty awesome. Um, actually, so the way I found it is like, oh, I haven't done a hippo song in a while, so let me go and look through. And then I was like, wait, I've never seen this before. So, um, yeah, I was excited. All right. I almost stood up and got my copy of it off my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RJ, why don't you tell Because, Matt, when I say I used to be a huge Real Big Fish fan, it meant getting everything Real Big Fish was ever on. <laughs> That's so I of course had a copy of that. All right, so let's get to RJ's Scott pick. RJ is wanting to complete this Jeff Rosenstock sandwich that Beck started that I'm I'm ending. 
and uh, I really, really liked uh, No Dream when it came out. And uh, my favorite song off of it was Scram because it reminds me so much of like Mr. T experience and that kind of pop punk that I really, really dig. And so then when he put out Ska Dream, it was only a gimme that Scram off that album uh, was going to be one of my favorite songs. And it is. And so I wanted to play basically the Ska version of Scram as my Ska pick this week. All right, let's check it out. All right. I swear to God, Matthew, pay the best. <laughs> I don't have the time to drive oh, out to Orange County and kick you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, this doesn't, Jeff's voice is really the shit. I'm going to kick you I will hop on a plane. <laughs> Bex will go cross country to get you. <laughs> I am only debating driving across across the county to get you. Look, I'm due for a West Coast visit. I've got like West Coast fever right now. So don't tempt me, no matter the circumstance. I will find a way to go to Disneyland. Okay. And then make friends. Oh, but listen so listen long. to this as the, the the real fun part comes in. Let's listen to it. Just it's it's like name a better drop. We, we need to bring back. I can tell you how ridiculous you are. <laughs> I am not ridiculous. I'm a genius. Um, the kids love it. Um, sure they do. Sure. My kids. The kids. <laughs> I oh, love it. All right. So uh, so here's Jeff Rosenstock with Scott Dream. Are you telling me this is the wrong song? <laughs> yes. No, it's not. I'm going to look at your text message, and we're going to fight over this. I believe I said the song Scram off the album Scott Dream. No. Hold on. Where'd it go? <laughs> okay. Oh, you, you, you did. You did. And it was the song I just talked about, so... I'm not... <laughs> you were too... I was too... I was too... Was too Group of all little joke song. <laughs> yep. So, um, uh, Gary, tell us about your wish list again. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I, I'm gonna take a second. Gary um, would like more Star Wars Funko Pops. Yes, and Star Records. Those are the things that I like. <laughs> oh, I got. I have no Funko Pops, but I have a. Okay, I have it. Here we go. I've been told. I've told for most of my life I wait until the perfect time by people who have been defined by skipping spots in line. And don't you wanna go away? Don't you want to go away? Don't you want to go away? 
pretty good song. That whole album is actually really good. Um, oh, yeah, it is. Matthew K. Best. <laughs> I don't know why I'm really getting the kick out of saying your full name right now. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, uh, Jeff Rosenstock. Actually, on the album, the physical album, it's stylized Death Rosenstock. Because that's how he usually uh, writes it when he's got the full full thing going on. Um, but yeah, no, it's an excellent album. And uh, yeah, you should all check it out if you haven't yet. Awesome. Well, Backyard Superheroes, thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it. And uh, of course, make sure you follow them on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Facebook. Um, but mostly Instagram and Twitter because, you know. Yeah, Especially Twitter, because that way you could talk to Bex. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, look, I don't want to gloat, guys. But I love Twitter. I'm the Twitter. I'm like the tweet queen. <laughs> like, no, it's just honestly, like, a quick tangent for a second. Uh, Twitter as, like, a banned social media platform, honestly, uh, I never, in my wildest dreams of 10 years of me tweeting total, I never would have thought that, like, Twitter would be, like, my ideal platform for like anything band related, but honestly it feels the most organic now. Like yeah, it's being able the... to like talk to people and like have meaningful discourse with people and like, yeah, just not have your stuff constantly get hidden like under the algorithm is just, it's yeah. great. Scott yeah. Twitter, hashtag Scott Twitter is like, yeah. what a great community. Ugh. Yeah. It's good times. So if you're not on Scott Twitter, get on Scott Twitter. Um, yes. All right, so thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And, of course, this Friday, go download, donate what you can for uh, Arose Such a Clatter 2021. Uh, all, all the proceeds go to um, Toys for Tots, and especially this Friday, like uh, because this Friday is Bandcamp Friday, which means yep. they all the money... All the proceeds <laughs> go straight to the bands band. and the acts. Yeah. And the acts, so... All of no that. No Bandcamp cut. Yep. All right. So make sure you check that out. We're excited for it. So please check it out. And uh, until next time. Keep listening to Ska. I messed that up. Until next week. Keep listening to Ska. Oh, I might want to turn it up this time. Never mind. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat. Look, sometimes I get too relaxed and I do a terrible job. Nah, Matt, it was fine. <laughs> you know what makes me relax? The 1995 Joel Schumacher film. <laughs> you go straight to hell, sir. Ha, 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 ha.